Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Right Lane, a podcast of the Tampa Bay Times. Each week, Times reporter Lane DeGregory discusses her stories and answers your questions. The focus is on craft. My name is Maria Carrillo, and I'm the Enterprise Editor at the Times. On this episode, which will originally air on New Year's Day, we thought we'd talk about a story that might resonate for those of you making resolutions today. The topic, life's ups and downs. The woman with teased red hair walks into Publix, turns to the left. She's wearing vanilla slides, support hose, a print rayon blouse with a rhinestone brooch. She sets her black purse on the counter by cash register one, takes off her bifocals and puts them beside her purse. Every ounce counts. She walks across the aisle, stands hands on hips, staring down the scale. Then she mounts, slowly, right foot, left. The arrow climbs to 162. Even without her glasses, she knows that's too high. Land's sake, she cries. If I don't watch it, they'll put me in the circus. Her name is Victoria Porknoy. She's a great-grandmother. An American proud of my Polish heritage, she says loudly. I'm supposed to lose 35 pounds. Oh, my gosh. I'll never do that. But I check myself every time, she says, just in case. Grocery stores are community centers of sorts, places where people of all ages and incomes pass through. The scale is the epicenter of those communities. People are drawn to it like magnets to a refrigerator. On this chilly Wednesday in January, roughly one of every three shoppers stops at the scale. All have their reasons for the reckoning, their reactions to the result. The domed glass above the arrow reflects their fears, their determination, and their hopes. Whether they're buying broccoli or beer, they stop, step up, pay their respects to the god of gravity. Public stores have had public scales since the 1930s. Just a service to our customers, grocery manager Mike Linares says. The scales are calibrated every six months. We've never had a complaint about accuracy, he says. In most of the stores, the scale is the first thing you see when you go in, the last thing you pass as you leave. At store number 295 on US 19 in Hudson, the popular Toledo model stands inside automatic glass doors, just past a stack of gray grocery baskets and the automated scooters you can ride while you shop. It's wedged between shelves stacked with Morton salt pellets and rug doctor steam cleaners, next to freezers filled with bagged ice, across from aisle 11. No one seems to have any trouble finding it, though, Lenara says. Seems someone's always on the scale. It's a six-foot beauty with a round, well-lined face. White frame, silver trim, a wild base. Honest weight, it promises. And, as an added enticement, you're weight-free. Who could resist? On her way out of Publix, Marie Eisner parks her grocery cart, 
It's almost empty. She sets her black handbag on a bag of salt, straightens her cardigan. She steps onto the scale's non-skid strips, one black pump at a time. When the error rests at 106, she sighs, closes her eyes, shakes her head. It's taking such a long time, she says. It's very hard, very hard. My doctor wants me to gain weight, but I've lost 12 pounds. I just don't have any appetite since my husband died. It's been 10 months now, she says. We were married 52 years. At 85, she's trying to learn how to shop for one. There's no one to cook for, no one to eat with. It's very hard, she says, stepping off the scale. Very hard. Her cart contains two plastic bags, a small carton of cottage cheese and a loaf of fruit bread, a dozen lenders bagels, and a half bunch of bananas. And this, she says, trying to prove she's trying. She shows off a half gallon of Briar's vanilla. Every night I have ice cream with wet walnuts and sometimes a nice piece of pound cake. But it doesn't do any good, she says. She picks up her purse, pulls her sweater around her slim shoulders. I'm still losing. Still 106. The scale doesn't lie. Some people don't have a scale at home. Others don't trust the ones they have. or They don't want to bother. Others weigh in at their doctor's orders. Or just for fun. Some thumb their noses. Mark Chirkop, 38, pushes his parked cart past the scale, then stops. He hops on the platform. The air spins. He laughs. Last time I was here last week, I was 205. Now I'm 209, he says. Must be all these heavy clothes. He's wearing a navy t-shirt, cotton shorts, red sneakers, no socks. My wife wants me to lose weight, he says, shoving his heavy cart toward the glass doors. So what's for dinner? Steak and shrimp? Oh, and scallops, he says proudly. I'm really not trying. A man with a big belly wearing a white baseball cap says he gets on the scale only before doctor's appointments. I have to know if I need to cancel and reschedule, he says. I don't want them yelling at me all the time. A woman who had open heart surgery, wearing trim riding pants and gold rim glasses, says she lost 28 pounds last year and watched every pound drop off on the scale, says Clara Laro, 61 of Port Ritchie. Bag boy Ian McNair says kids climb on it two or three at a time. Jumping up and down, holding hands, you can't get them off it, he says. Kids come mostly on Saturdays, with their grandparents, or great-grandparents. At this store, your grandmother's grandmother comes to shop, employees joke. People aren't the only ones that get weight on that scale, McNair says knowingly. I've been working here more than a year. I've seen things. Some folks bring in their luggage, he says. They wheel those old hard-sided suitcases from their trunks to the store, pop them on the scale to see if the airline will let them fly. Then there was the pumpkin, he says, reaching way back to October. Must have weighed more than me, 140 pounds at least. Wait, is that right? The watermelon may have been bigger. I don't remember. There have been so many. During inventory, employees weigh Brock's candy, dog food, anything that be counted by the pound. I get on it myself two or three times a week, grocery manager Lenard says. Just to monitor, I guess. If it goes over 200, I worry. You see a lot of women coming here. They set down their purses, take off their shoes, their jackets, even their jewelry before they jump on. Men never do that, he says. I guess it's just not important to us. Just before dark, a white-haired couple walk into the store, both pushing the cart side by side. They stop at the scale. She steps on. Her name is Louise Francoeur. She's 65. Her husband, Marcel, is 58. They're from France. They're staying in Port Ritchie for the winter. She always checks her weight, she says, at my age, you need to watch it. He never gets on. As the weed watches wide-eyed, the arrow shivers and climbs. 120, 130, 
Louise frowns and squints her eyes. 140. Something is wrong. I knew I gained some weight over the holidays, she says. 150. 160. But not this much. Oh, my gosh. Behind her, her husband starts laughing. He steps back. He'd been pressing on the platform with his black sneaker, watching the dial spin higher, teasing her again. Oh, he's bad. He's so bad, she says, smacking his shoulder. He does that to me all the time. I should have known. She's trying to lose 15 pounds. She says he's no help. She steps down and steers the cart toward the produce section. Her husband trails behind, darting in and out of the aisles. As she thumps the cantaloupe, he picks up a pack of pineapple muffins, slam dunks it into the cart over her head, adds a giant bag of Lay's ripple potato chips. No wonder he never weighs in. I know better, he says, heading for the bakery. I'm scared of that scale. Um, so my guess, you're in Publix one day and you're thinking to yourself, well, there's a story. No. How did this come about? Every time I go to Publix, I'm like, who in the hell would get on that scale in front of all these Especially people? Especially at a grocery store. Yeah. People are watching you and stuff. Like, no. So, uh, yeah. And then I'm thinking, who wants to tell you how much they weigh? And like, I don't participate in this story. So how did, the, how did this work? Yeah, well, first, wait, tell me the pitch. You come back. Since we were talking recently about pitches, what did you say to Mike? Is this a mic? When you, when yeah, when I worked for Mike. No, I think I said, um, I want to do a New Year's resolution story revolving around the day in the life of the public scale. <laughs> and, and he was like, what do you hope to get out of that? <laughs> and I said, well, I just want to know, you know, why people get up on there. Like, And I was, I was really excited to find a lady who was trying to gain weight because I thought, oh, everybody's going to be about losing weight. But right. she was the saddest piece of oh, it. Oh, You God, know what I mean? Was, like, yeah. Oh. So, so sad. But also, I think I was I was on a diet then, too, and I was, like, really trying to, like, be vigilant about it and, and keep my New Year's resolution, but I was never going to get up on one of those public scales. <laughs> and I think we probably interviewed 10 people for everyone that would talk to us. So how long you know? were you there? Do you remember? How long you escaped? I, I mean, did so. you just sort of set up camp? Three or four hours, yeah. And Publix I, was okay with that? I called uh, several Publix before I found one that would let me come. Because um, they're all like, individually managed, even though, you know, right. corporate. And so uh, Hudson is, you know, way up yonder, and we were also looking for geographic diversity. So I said, I'll go do one up there. So you camp out. How far did you stay? I mean, like, when did you assault these people with, like, can I follow you? Or, you know, did you wait for them to get on the scale and then... Back up and, okay. Yeah, I was taking notes on everybody, kind of watching and listening and eavesdropping and writing everything down. And then I would ask them afterward, tell them what I was doing. And um, I was with a photographer. And uh, so, yeah, we would just stop everybody who got on that scale. Do you remember how many people you, you ended up talking to? Probably 20 that would give me their names. Yeah. You know, <laughs> probably 50 or 60 or 70 overall that we would stop. But, um. I can't imagine they'd be mortified. Yeah, seriously. And then I went to like follow them around with their grocery cart too. So it's we're like, why? What are you doing? (laughs) Like, why are you still here behind me? I thought you need to know if you're watching your weight. What do you eat? What are you buying at the grocery? Right? But you didn't really take us away from the scale too much. You kept you kept us at the scale for the most part. I was I was camped out at the checkout aisle. So the checkout aisle that was like facing the scale, and that was kind of where I checked out with the bag boy. You know, where he was standing there. So, so how did you decide on these the particular people you used? And, and did you know that the French couple was going to be your end? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. No, no. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think when I got them and they were so playful with each other, you know, that was that was a nice moment. Um, but I, I know I didn't want to make it very long either. You know, I only needed few people few but you people so you were going work. more for you wanted each each example to to, to do something a little different than the yeah last one. exactly exactly so if they mirrored each other you didn't you picked the best one there were a lot of old ladies who were worried about how fat they were getting so you only need really one of those you know <laughs> um i always like to um i don't know you know i'll read a story of yours and i'll i'll find and as you were reading this one i just this one paragraph to me I, did, I stopped because not only of the detail in it, and, you know, we talk a lot about telling detail, but I like that you paint me a picture, right, that I can visualize what I'm looking at. And so there's a graph here when you, when you draw back and you start talking about how public stores have these scales and you say, at store number 20, like as, as I'm rereading this paragraph, just think about all the details that are in here. At store number 295 on US 19 in Hudson, though, the popular Toledo model stands inside the automatic glass doors, past a stack of gray grocery baskets, and the automated scooters you can ride while you shop. It's wedged between st- shelves stacked with Morton salt pe- pellets and rug doctor steam cleaners, next to freezers filled with bagged ice across from mile 11. And like, I immediately know where I am in the store. I can picture that place I because like they're all like that. Exactly. They have that. But I mean, I like, um, I just think that I just have seen so many reporters when they're trying to set a scene, they might come back with one detail or two details, but they don't flesh it out and they don't paint the picture. It's like, I feel like you draw it in really well for me. Like, you know, it's just, you color it in, you bring all the colors to it. And it's like, okay, now I know I'm there. I'm looking right at it. I know exactly. I don't even need the picture at that point. So anyway, I just, that was fun. It's always fun to hear you read and then see what, what you've done with these stories. Well, I think we've talked before, but I I never know exactly what I'm going to use, but I want to get everything I can. You know, I want to suck down everything I can in the moment. And one of the wonderful things about grocery stores is that, um, they're so universal. You know, there's not a demographic of a grocery store like there is at a bar or a right. church or, a, you know, a, a coffee shop even. Like, Publix is everybody. And so I wanted to in be Florida. able to... Yeah. In Florida. <laughs> and I, I wanted to be able to... Like, every single reader I thought at some point would have walked by one of these scales. So I wanted to just transport them back there and say, like, let's put you in this little really specific place that you've all been. You know, no, I never noticed that until I was in Florida. I know, like... Cause um, my husband was saying, um, Win Dixie has them too. I, 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 is it a Florida thing or maybe they're everywhere and I just never noticed them. No, I don't think I ever saw them in Virginia when we were up yeah. there. I don't remember that either. Or maybe just, you know, part of you walks in a grocery store. The last thing you want to do is get on a scale. Avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you, you talk a lot about, you know, how you make a pitch to people, how you get them to, to talk to you. So what do you say to somebody who just stepped off the scale? How do you how do you charm them into why should I cooperate with you? I think I said something like, I'm writing a story for the Tampa Bay Times. It's New Year's resolution time. Why did you get on that scale? <laughs> I think that was my question was for everybody. Like, why did you get on that scale? And I would say to them, like, I because I never would. I never ever would. Was there definitely a gender difference when there are more women getting oh, on yeah, the scale? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Guys just sort Many of more women past. getting on the scale. And then did, had the the you obviously wanted to find somebody at Publix to give you some some context, but the watermelon boy, 
Um, did you just stumble on him? I hung out with him at the end of that aisle all, all day. day long. So we were just chatting about stuff. Yeah. He had the perfect view. Like he watched the scale every single day. So I knew he would have some insight or, or like perspective on it, you know? So again, you followed people around and you kind of got what they were putting in their basket, but you didn't end up using a lot of that. Right. You just really kind of kept the focus on, on the Stay scale. in that little spot in the store. Yeah. And this would another holiday story. See that? They're everywhere. You guys can all go do this scale story and make your editors happy. <laughs> and actually, um, so when did Christopher, Christopher Spada, a, who we've had on the podcast before, he's a great feature writer. Um, he did, he did a version of this not too long ago. Yeah. He had done the same story, like maybe 10, 12 years, years, years later. later. Yeah. yeah. Come back at it. Um, I like stories that kind of revolve around inanimate objects too. You know what I mean? I think when the main character is a scale, I still want to do a story about a payphone, the last payphone. I know. I Tampa love that Bay, idea. You know, That's a great idea. Everywhere. Stake out these, these relics, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, that is a fun challenge isn't it. Like if you, if you look around in your community for inanimate objects, um, which is kind of a weird way to think about things, but I like them too. There's something about them. It's, it's like, because surprising too. You yeah. Know? Well, and it's, it's, a sense of place. It's, um, I, you know, we were just talking about this today, how often um, newsrooms feel like we revolve around events and happenings and crisis and crime, but we, we don't capture just everyday moments and things that like are part of your lives all the time and that, you know, really end up being important to you in a way, but you know, they're just, they just, they don't grab the headlines. And how we need to do more of this, because I think this, I mean, this is a very Florida story to me. You read this story and I, you know, I've been here a couple of years and it feels like a very Florida, like, okay, Publix, Publix for starters, which are everywhere here. Like you can't swing a the dead cat and not yeah. see a Publix. <laughs> um, but, um, and then just, but, but noticing too, I, that's one of your great gifts. I think you're just always aware and you're just paying attention and you're just like looking around and like, oh, wait, that, your curiosity. Yeah. And I'm trying to relate too. you know what I mean? Like I've probably written a half a dozen if not a dozen stories about people trying to lose weight because that's always been something in the forefront of my brain right. you know what I mean so it's just very human and very real and something that people struggle with and in are dealing with all over the place yeah but we so rarely write about it the universality of it. we don't we don't write about it right newsrooms don't write about it much I mean right. self-help magazines and things like that prevention magazine things like but we don't write about it that much or the feeling of it too not just like here, here are the steps too Right, and, and and why the motivation or lack thereof, I think too. You mm-hmm. know what I mean, but I, I like the universality of a grocery and a scale and losing weight and, and a New Year's resolution. You know, I think it had those pieces, and we're talking about the components that you need. You know, I had fun writing the description of the scale. I remember working on that paragraph for a while. Like, okay, this is my main character. I have to draw a real nice picture of what the scale right. looks like. You know, give it a face. Exactly. Um, what you you were so good at that. Like, I I find myself. I mean, I think I notice some things, but I'm sure I don't notice nearly as many things as you do. Is that something that just comes naturally, or have you programmed yourself over the years as a reporter to think every time I step into a store, every time I go somewhere, it's it's an opportunity? Maybe I, I've always been like that. Yeah. I've Even always as a been kid, s- yeah, super curious, super nosy, super eavesdroppy, super like, what are they doing over there? Why are they doing that over there? Like, drives my husband a little bit crazy, um, and my mom who who didn't want to ask questions, you know, like think things went by and I was just so like, so much of a busy body, I guess. I don't know. Like I want to know everything. It's, it's kind of, it's a blessing and a curse. 
in a way because it doesn't go away. You know, like you I can't shut it down. I can't shut it down. I remember we took a trip to um, Australia after I I had done this big giant project, and we took a trip to see my sister in Australia, and we went off of the plane for half an hour. We see this guy with a didgeridoo, like telling this story about how he made this didgeridoo, and his grandfather was an Aborigine. And I pulled my notebook out of my pocketbook, and my sons went, "No, <laughs> <laughs> we're on vacation. Stop!" But it's just like. If I think it's interesting, I think I can make other people think it's interesting. You right. know, maybe that's a lot of um, hubris on my point part. But if, if I'm curious about it, surely somebody else out there must be curious about it. You know, I, I think it. I think it's a great gift though of yours, Lane, because you can look at something that the rest of us kind of go past day in and day out, and not not take notice of. Like I, I'm sure a thousand people walk into the Publix every day and go right past it and just ignore it and never see it. Um, you know, there's obviously a crowd that, that is paying attention and wants to use it, but, um, and not, not even just because they don't want to weigh themselves. It's just like, it's just not a thing they focus on. You know, if I don't, if I don't need the steam cleaner, I don't need a bag of ice, maybe I'm not even going there, but I just feel like it's, um, I, and I can't imagine that it hasn't been even more honed over the years as you become a reporter where you're like, you're looking around and even like your brain just won't shut down to kind of look for those opportunities. And, but seeing the stuff that the rest of us ignore, I was always struck by Lane was always finding the weirdest people around and approaching them. And the rest of the people that the rest of us would run and turn tail or keep our eyes down and try not to make eye contact. Um, But also the ordinary things that are right there in front of us. And we just don't, I don't know, just don't pay attention to them. Because I think a lot of being um, a news reporter is waiting for the big moments, right? Waiting for a catastrophe or waiting for some kind of res- like huge payoff of something. And the, the little moments to me can be just as meaningful, yeah. you know? So there's your New Year's resolution, people. Look for the little moments. <laughs> um, if you have a question for Lane or want to suggest a podcast topic, please email it to WriteLane. It's W-R-I-T-E-L-A-N-E at TampaBay.com. I will confess to you guys that I'll always read that off from a piece of paper because, of course, I can't spell otherwise. Um, Join us next week on Wednesday morning for the next podcast. This podcast was produced by Marta Asenio Ryan. Music was composed and performed by Dan DeGregory. Thanks for listening. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.